ready. All right, Jean, ready in Hamesh, Arba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina P. Did you like my cool dance moves? All right. Salt Lake City, June 10th through 12th at Wise Guys. San Antonio at the LOL, July 15th through 17th. And then Liberty Township, Ohio, July 22nd through 24th. And then August 12th, I go to Columbus at the Funny Bone. Very excited to go back. And then Oklahoma City. And then I do Indianapolis, tits, Denver, Colorado, Raleigh, North Carolina. October, November. Oh, oh this is deep, deep. And then Judark Titties. I just added Carolines. I'm so excited. I've never even done Carolines in November. And then Orlando, Thanksgiving. And uh, that's that. I'm so excited. This year is just fully, fully gassed. We are, we're going. That's not what I meant. I meant that we're fully going with gas. Gas. Foot's on the pedal. <laughs> gas means you're done. We're fully going. I'm all gassed out. Yeah. I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drinking my Evian water. Mmm. 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 Fully hydrated. And I've been eating so much barbecue in Texas that I, I, I feel it for days after. You know when you. I feel smoky inside. Like I, I feel it coming out of my pores the next day, and I get to enjoy it again. And I really like that. Can't you wait for uh, for your body to just like process that like a like salad? Where uh, just like you don't even feel, you don't I even know. get sweaty afterwards. <laughs> meat sweats. Yeah, I get meat sweats. Yeah, it feels good. I like it though. It's smoky. Yeah, I mean, like Korean barbecue used to wreck oh, me for a few days. Me too. Now I could have it for lunch and be okay for my dinner. You know, that is so true. Korean barbecue took me at least a decade to build an immunity, a tolerance to. I used to uh, eat the sundobu over at the BCD Tofu House on Wilshire. Yeah. On my lunch hour, when I used to work in the building down there, and I would have forceful red diarrhea by two o'clock. It would just go right through me. And now hurts pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> hurts so good. Now I don't even I don't even have a mischievous fart. I don't even have um, an odd garlic fart. Like you remember the garlic farts that you used to get, like when you started eating. You know, I'd never get garlic farts. <sighs> really? Yeah, but I do. Oh, wow. I do remember my turning point with wow. Korean barbecue, and that was I realized if because when I ran out of meat, I'd be like, all right, I guess I'll eat some of this kimchi. Oh, that's the best. And then I realized that, that if I ate best. enough kimchi, Oof. it would completely take out all the meat sweats and grease farts yes. and my body not being able to digest it. So that's the key is eat yes. more kimchi than you want and you'll be fine. Well, it's a probiotic. It balances your gut health. And the kimchi, I believe, too, produces so much gas that it pushes, it blasts out all the other stuff. I don't know. I don't know. That's why they eat it. Uh, I love that kid. It's my life. So guys, big development in my mommy world. Big. I mean, this is one of those things where remember that time on the show, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I could just talk to my phone when I was driving and then it could do stuff for me. And then you guys were all, Hey, it's called Siri. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's always, this is 2021, Christina. Right. I've heard. Um, I've got another development. I've stepped into this new era 
I'd like to thank Dr. Jessica Hockman for this next purchase. Mm-hmm. It has changed my life. It's uh, it's just been so amazing. It's this, you guys. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Now, first of all, I have a neat little case that goes over my case. It's a protector. And then I got a cool, what is this called? This clippy the here? Carabiner. Carabiner. Uh-huh. Put that on well. my purse. <laughs> and that way I don't lose them. And what's in here? Oh, wireless ear earbuds. Is that what those are called? Uh-huh. What's the discovery here? That you could get a case for your case? <laughs> wireless earbuds. <laughs> oh, just wireless headphones? Like yeah. Bluetooth headphones? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what you're discovering? Yeah, and I <laughs> <laughs> And hold me back here. Hold me back. I believe these are on the Wi-Fi not just the Bluetooth. So I can have my iPhone far, far, far away, and then I can still be listening to my jams, my tunes. Uh-huh. Now, here's where it really comes in handy. Uh, when I'm with my kids and I don't want to engage with them, I'll put one one in, and then I'll listen to a podcast, someone else's podcast. I just listen, and then they think I'm engaging with them, and I'm still I'm listening to other stuff. Also great, when I'm... um. On the elliptical, I watch my Beastie Boys videos. Now I can just pop those suckers in. There's no wires. Am I doing the commercial for this? I mean, Jesus Christ, Christina. (laughs) This technology has been around for years. It's been around for years. Years. Mm -hmm. And I just got her. And like, again, I did not know. And then Dr. Jessica was like, you know, you should have these. And she gave this to me as a gift. (laughs) What was the thing that you said that made her realize you didn't know about it? I think she and I were. Don't you hate how these headphone wires keep getting all knotted up? <laughs> yeah, I think she watched me like an animal pull the wired ones out, and I was like, "God damn it!" Like I'm trying to untangle them, and she just saw me getting all frustrated. And she gave me this, but you have to understand the brilliance of this complete package here. It's not only the, the wireless earbuds, and I think the reason I was so thrown off by them is because I thought to myself, "Listen, these are going to get lost in two seconds." That's the whole point, right? You lose one and then they make you buy another. That's the whole point. So she goes, listen, I have, she says, when she gives, she gave them to me, she goes, I have a rule. The minute you take them out, you got to put them back in and then the case is here and then you clip it somewhere. Like I keep it on my purse and that way you'll never lose them. And I've stuck to her system and it has just been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm, how old are you? <laughs> exactly. I mean, is this not the most embarrassing one? I'm not, no, hey, Siri was probably way worser. But, uh, man, these little guys have really changed my world. So thank you, Dr. Jessica. Shout Boy, out. so how long have you been with this gift for? Such an idiot. About a month now. Okay. About a month. And I'd heard of them before. Don't get me wrong. I just was like, ah, it sounds like a scam. I'm going to lose this It shit. sounds like a scam? Yeah. Oh, because you'd so easily lose one. Yes. Mm. But didn't you think, like, there's some over-the-ear ones. 
that Ugh. are specifically for working. Like there are ones Ugh. where it's like they're connected and shit. You know, nerd. They look like those. They have like the old dad rope on it Ugh. to keep your glasses from falling off yeah. your face. Yeah, and you look like a total asshole. Yeah, so, it's not a good look, but it, it's for function. It's not for. Well, form. and I have to admit that these don't look cool either. They look like you have cum dripping out of your ear when you put in the cum drop. Yeah, some people like the look. Yeah. It is cooler than the dad thing that goes around. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Dads. Dads. Nah, but I don't think I don't think the cum drip out of the ears Ugh. is a weird look anymore. That's just the look now. Now everybody has cum drip. Everyone's got cum in their ears now. Yeah. Now it's commonplace to see cum drips. But uh, it wasn't always. Also, exciting update in my new home. I have not had to put a coffee maker in my bathroom. Uh, oh, go on. Because <laughs> in our bedroom is a shelf that fits the coffee maker. Now, you know what's so funny is I'm not sure why I felt the need to put that coffee maker in my toilet before. I could have put it in my bedroom. And now in retrospect. Yeah, it's probably a little less contamination that way. I don't think you're saving so much time keeping it in the bathroom. Right. Like what? I think because I felt, oh, I, I'm going to, oh, I know why I thought that stuff. You like being productive while you're taking a shit. No, not that. But that there was a sink there and then I would have to rinse out the cups. That was my thinking at the time. And then you um, have to fill it with water. There's, you know, there's water involved. So I thought, put it in the bathroom. But now it occurs to me like the bathroom's right next to the bedroom as it is now in my new house, I could probably have just done that in the first place. <laughs> yeah, no matter what, whatever option you pick, it's always going to be better than going down to the kitchen or wherever the kitchen oh, is. Oh, always. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the kitchen too far. I want to wake up and I want that coffee drip immediately mm-hmm. in my veins. But you know what? I think this is like, I could, I didn't even see the flaw mm. in it. I was just, it just always seemed so mm. convenient to keep it in the bathroom. But you're right. Why? Bedroom is, uh, you know, you'll get less poopy in your mouth if you if you keep the coffee maker in the bedroom this instead. This is true. The shit flex. Now, yeah, speaking shit flex. of shit flex, someone sent me this photograph a while back. Bathroom coffee shelf. Now, tell I don't know how you guys feel about this. This might be a little too close to the turlet for my liking, but they were very proud of this. This is a shelf somebody put on top of their toilet paper roll. It's a shelf directly above the toilet paper. And I think you have a follow-up email that goes along with this one, too. Oh, let's read that. Hey, Mommy Jeans and J-Word. Wow, look at you got your own shout-out. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Watching episode 95 now and just saw the coffee cup shelf by the shitter. This is the greatest idea and has been so nice to have. I just installed mine. See, pick. I highly recommend it. Keep feathering it, chumos. Now, I mean, look. I don't I don't personally bring the cup into the toilet when I dump. I'm not opposed to it. I do bring the cup of coffee in my shower. I will do that. Um, you know, different strokes, but uh, good for you. There you go. That's a very nice method. Well, what's nice about that is that that's not just only for coffee. You could put your phone there. You could put yes. you know, anything over there. You could put a yes. bowl of cereal. You put a bowl of cereal. Do you eat on the toilet ever, Nadal? I mean, I don't. Uh, but I, I was never really against it. I always thought, you know, in uh, out with the old and with the new was always pretty good and efficient. Yeah. I don't know. I, I used to do it as a kid and my mother never stopped me. So I. You still do this? No, I don't. I don't eat okay, on the good. toilet. I think it's a little too much. It's a little too much. 
it's too much. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand the point of it. Like, I like it's always a sad thing. Like, it's I always think of like a middle schooler eating by themselves in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, it's depressing, and you're browning. I don't right. Know. It feels sad when you're doing it, but you can't pinpoint why when you're an adult. Yeah. Mm. Now mm. you know. Now you know. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, getting nutted in during ovulation. Hmm. When me and husband wanted to conceive, I used the Oven Fertility app. It helps track ovulation. When the app said to have sex, we did. And it was one shot, one kill. He didn't get hard till he was ready to come. Then basically I got nutted in and got pregnant on the first try. So if you don't want to spend money on ovulation tests, there's apps to track your cycle. You bet I'm coming up in May. Bye, Mommy. Yes, this is true. There are apps. Uh, the one thing I would caution with, because I was using the period app when I was trying to conceive, is that uh, because, I don't know, for whatever reason, I am I was ovulating early, and this app had me ovulating later. But my biology was such that I was actually ovulating earlier than what the app was saying. So, yes, it can work, but I think it's really the better is to piss on a stick and, and then, you know... Right, okay. actually test your, actually actually test your stuff instead of having an app test guess it. Test your PP. Test your pee. Test your pee. Let's do some follow-up voicemails. Okay. All right. Hi mommy, this is Caitlin and I'm listening to episode 97 right now okay. and you're talking about how legally blonde was not only great on its own but it was so good it got a broadway show mm. well that broadway show got a reality show when the lead laura bell bundy was leaving the show they did a reality show to replace her and it is a hot ass mess and i highly recommend you review it oh. look up legally blonde the musical the search for l woods and it is all of the episodes i think are on youtube it was done by mtv 10 out of 10 Keep it high and tight. Well, it sounds like a real, real something I'd be into. Thanks for the wreck. There you go. I was looking at BuzzFeed the other day, and it was like 10 shows millennials, you know, were watching and they forgotten about. And it was like all the hits. It was a, There was a really good era of reality television. It was like the Rock of Love era. Oh, I'm so glad that you're saying these shit. Because... <sighs> Yeah, that was the golden era. That golden. Was must see reality TV. I mean, and you know who was behind that was Fifty One Minds. Chris Abrego, good friend huh. of mine. Chris Abrego uh, was doing I Love New York, and I believe Rock Flav- of Love. Flav- Flavor of Love. I believe that's Chris Abrego's stuff. That was the one that like set it all off. Right. And little known fact, I was in an episode of I Love New York. What? Yes. I don't know if it's on my IMDb, but Chris, I love this man, Chris Abrego, one of the greatest people in show business. I really, really loved him for years. He was a producer. I think he still probably produces lots of reality stuff. Uh, Oh, a lot of good pictures of me. Thanks for Google. Yeah, these are great. I'm trying to find you in the show. Trying to find (laughs) me. Um. Whoa, whoa, wait, hold so, on. So what what did you do on the show? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. So Abrego, Tom and I were dating at the time, and he's like, hey, do you want to... Because I was like, I love all these dumb shows. I'm a huge fan of New York and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, and you goes, know they always ate butt on that show. Of course they ate ass yeah. on that show. And he goes, well, we're filming um, you know, near your, near your house. Do you want to come and 
watch that. And I was like, yeah, I, I want to meet these psychos. I love all this stuff because I he knows I love all these reality shows. He was on my season of Road Rules. That's where I met him. He was a producer back then. Mm. Yeah. And so we went and it was, I forget what episode of I Love New York. We were in the backyard and Tom, I remember at the time was like, he hated it. He's like, why are all these cameras? Like every time you talk, the cameras come around you and the flashlights in your eyes. And it, I'm used to it now because I've dead reality shows. He hated it. Tom melted. He hated it. <laughs> uh, but it was cool. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So let's get back to it. My favorite was Tila Tequila, shot at love. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, she's straight up a Nazi now, now, I think. I heard she was a born-again Christian. Oh, maybe she's in a new phase now. She's very She went through a Nazi phase, and now maybe she's in the apology phase. Yeah, I think she I, she looks to be a bit mentally ill. I, my guess is something's not right with there. But she was so cute. I really liked Tila. Wasn't she like a rapper? Like who the fuck was Tila Tequila? Look at this. She was smoking. <laughs> that's smoking. The, that's the fucking uh, road tra- railroad tracks to Auschwitz. I think. <gasps> oh, she really was a Nazi. I thought yeah, you were look joking. At this armbands? No, no, no. She went through a phase. I don't know if she's still in it, but so let's let's ri- rewind. Yeah, because this is pre-social media, but, right. or, or early social media. So who was, who she, was Tila Tequila? I think she was just big because of MySpace. So she was like one of the earliest social media people. Right, right. she was like the first Instagram model. I think. Oh wow! Well, let's Google. Go go. Let's Wikipedia her because I remember thinking, oh, she's really pretty. She seemed to have a great personality. All the boys liked her. Everybody loved her. Okay, she was born in 1981. Better known as Tila Tequila. Television gained recognition, active presence on social networking websites. After becoming the most popular person on MySpace, Tequila was offered an opportunity to start in her own reality show. Oh, that's right. She was all oh, the bis- It was a bisexual themed show. Right. That's right. A shot at love where she's Fuck, like, hey, that's right. I'm fucking chicks and dudes, homie. <laughs> Man, that show was, and I remember at the time being blown away that there was a bisexual person on TV and oh, it was just such a good show. God, that was a great show. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Yeah. VH1. I want to see. Right, I think that was like Scroll one of the first down. like uh, like anti slut shaming type thing where it's just like, yeah, I decide who she I get asked. to be with. Yeah. Th- this is how ass eating started. Let's deal it to keep with a shot at yeah, love. <laughs> this is one of those girls that was like, I ate ass, and then enough girls like Tila do this in the public eye, and then people go, oh, it's oh my god, she's such a supportive Adolf Hitler. Hold on, scroll up. After expressing her support of Adolf Hitler and making anti-Semitic and white nationalist comments, she was expelled from Celebrity Big Brother. It sounds like there's some mental illness happening here. I'm, I'm going to venture. That's a, that's a big move to do that while you're actively on a season of television. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, you know who wasn't so bad? Yeah, I think Let's just so. fast forward to Nazi views. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in 2013... Wynn posts an article on her website titled Why I Sympathize with Hitler, Part One. Oh, wow. Ambitious. This was a multi parter. <laughs> the opus. 
Wow. She also posted pro-Hitler and anti-Semitic comments on her Facebook page, as well as photos of herself as a scantily clad Nazi posing in front of a photo of the Auschwitz concentration. Okay, okay, I don't want to give this any attention. I think this is gross. What you okay. say about Ben? Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, my God. What? Okay, that was, this is pretty crazy shit. <laughs> okay. This is straight-up anti-Semitic. She's, right. she's crazy. <laughs> yeah, let's okay. just get off. Okay, I, we're done. I don't need to point that out. Uh, but she was fun on that reality show, huh, guys? Yeah, boy, was she hot. <laughs> So there was, yeah, Rock of Love, Brett Michaels. Was it Brett Michaels? Is that his name? Uh, from Poison, right? Yeah. Brett Hart. Brett, Brett Hart? Hart? No. Uh, that was the wrestler. No, Brett Michaels, right? Um, Good era. And Axel also- Axl Rose? Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels, that's it. Yeah. Also, a great, I mean, I, I would argue one of the greatest reality shows of all time is Jersey Shore. I- I was riveted. Uh, I mean, now, you know, they have kids and they're a little older. It doesn't really work, I would say. But that... Do you still try and watch it? Uh, no, I, st- I tried to watch the reunion where they were on vacation. But it's depressing when you know that they're leaving their children behind to do this horse shit to party. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing? Go home. Be with your children. Uh, uh, remember, like. Oh, I loved them all. Like, it wasn't doing well. And then there was the episode where Snooki got punched in the face. And then it just fucking blew up. Blew to up. The moon. Blew up. And when she would do cartwheels drunk and her kuka would show. And I, I love their vernacular, their whole language, their whole culture. It was yeah. just, uh, it was this, fascinating. This came out when I was in college. Like, it, uh, it, was a, it was a weekly appointment. It was, whose house are uh, we going to to watch Jersey Shore? Classic era of MTV. And yeah. also, uh, I might add, Jackass is, pro- again, and now I'm, now I'm saying, uh, would you consider that a reality show? Well, the, the bits were produced. <sighs> Um, no, no, no. Like that, that, that's definitely a reality show because they're fucking with people in real life. That's true. Yeah. yeah. They had like hidden camera bits. and Yeah. Like it, it was more a reality show than a sketch show. I'd God. Say. Eh, maybe a little bit of both. Those guys, man, that made me laugh so hard. The Johnny Knoxville, this show, I, the, ugh, Jeff Tremaine did these and I just loved, I love these boys. I love everything about Jackass. What a great great show i laughed so fucking hard that movies were fantastic too hell yeah man i mean putting cars in their asses and getting them x-rayed and fireworks in their asses and and uh, drinking oh yeah calm and like they're just fucking out of their mind it was pinnacle like and that was like so good that was me in high school and college like i like jackass was the thing that we all watched together like i remember uh i took my dad to go see jackass in theaters uh, did he like it? He must have. Well, I mean, he was just like, boy, this is all, there's a lot of gay stuff in this. Yeah, it's funny shit. <laughs> Which for foreign people is like, it's a big no no. It's like, you guys like this? You but, guys like this? But actually, my dad liked homoerotic. Like, he loved, um, not Borat, but the other character. Yeah, no, Borat. When he, Borat would wear the swimsuit. Right, the, the G string thing? Yeah, and he would do like gay shit. Like, he would naked wrestle with um, his buddy. He liked right. that. My dad liked, liked the homoerotic See, stuff. That's hilarious because I remember. Me and one of my best friends from college went to go see Bruno. The oh, yeah, that was a good one. With my dad in theaters. Yeah. And like me and my buddy are cracking up. And my dad's like, you think this is funny? This <laughs> oh, is really? disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, really he's really like hardcore. Uh, he's real foreign, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad liked that. Stuff. Classic foreign dads. Foreign dads. <laughs> yeah. What a great era of reality television. And now I think it's it's really hard to capture anything real. I would say, except for couples therapy, which is on Amazon Prime right now, that's some real shit. But you yeah. know, 
You loving that, Yo, that one? I just, I, you know, I just got back in the loop because I fuck, fucking forgot my HBO Max or whatever it is password. Oh, it's an, the, H, it's an HBO show? No, no, hold on. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Sorry. I forgot my fucking password on that. So, of course, I'm too lazy to figure it out and I just don't watch it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I just, Ooh, I, I love this. Yeah. Oh, yo, you're going to love this. You're going to like the way you So, look. is it a whole bunch of just like, uh, I can't believe they're allowing cameras to capture this. Oh, I love it. Uh, yes where you're like oh wow this is and they're like real legitimate relatable problems between couples they're not these outrageous people like they're just like regular married people that have regular married people problems and it's fascinating to see when other people have the same shit you have oh so this is actually like interesting and not cringe like this isn't cringe tv no that it's not that vh1 uh you're losing block. me here then. i know <laughs> What is, I, I wonder if there's, is there anything that, oh, polyamory was great too. Oh, that's also on Amazon? It looks like it is now. It was on Showtime, Ooh. I think. That and Gigolos was great on Showtime. Anyways, great, 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 good oldies, classics, good shit. <sighs> let's see. I don't want to talk Ooh, about that. Oh, we got that. some more follow-ups Oh, too. let's see. If, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, good. Continue. Continue, Mommy. Hi, my name is Allie from Colorado. Hi, Mommy Jean. Uh, I just wanted was watching the current episode, episode 96, where my mom's at, and you guys are talking about how women don't shave their armpits. I'm one of those ladies. Uh, I don't shave, not for any particular reason, other than I'm fucking lazy. Okay. It takes too much time. I always end up cutting myself. Okay. No other reason. My okay. partner doesn't mind. I'm well trimmed for events like weddings, and if my t-shirts are too short in the okay. sleeves, because I know other people don't appreciate it, but thought I'd let you know on my opinion. Have a great day. I like Bye, that. I respect laziness as an as a reason. Well, I would also like to let her know that her partner does mind. They're just also very nice. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Well, she does say, though, she is aware that it may bother other people. She goes, so when I'm wearing a shirt, I trim it up to keep it tight. So, I mean, look, I, I had not considered the laziness uh, part of this equation and I respect that so I'm, I might change my opinion of hairy armpits here look I'm all about I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm, no you're not I am let me tell you why let what, me tell you gonna you start why. braiding your pits now hey, I don't think so let dog. me tell you something <laughs> let me tell you why when I get new information I I can admit that hey hey I may have been wrong on this one new information comes in my brain goes I'm going to consider the argument I'm going to consider the other position mm -hmm. I think I may have changed that's very mature I, I can admit that I'm wrong here. I think now I like, now, now, hold on. Should she be a model for any company selling Adidas or whatever? Should I, no. Do I want to see it on a model? No. But in, in real life? Yeah. Sure. Hold on. You want to see that in real life? You want to start seeing Harry Pitts all over don't the place? Don't care. Don't care. But when I'm wearing, I, I see a model and I want to buy stuff. I don't want, I don't like it. It doesn't look good aesthetically. Right, let me paint you this picture. Go ahead. You are in West Palm Beach. You're okay. wearing your West Palm Beach best. Okay. You're slutting it up for Tom. Okay. And then an animal with unshaved pits walks by. Are uh -huh. you happy or are you mad? I'll tell you what. I'm amused mm -hmm. because then I can go to Tom and I go, look at that pig over there. Ugh. And then we can laugh at her and then it'll make me look better. Right. Yeah. So. Is that insecure? Absolutely. <laughs> Am I a no. horrible person? Yes. But you're reacting to it like you're not you're not empowered when you see that shit. No. You're, you're like, oh, good. Someone out there is grosser than me. I love that. That's right. Yeah. I, I use it. But 
That but, I get. But I do that with with any time I see another body and po- I'm like, oh, they're grosser than me. I feel better. Or they're better than me. Their their body looks better than mine. Ooh, you know. Right. But you're not hearing I'm this. I'm comparing myself. But you're not hearing this and being like, oh, I should stop shaving. No, no, I'm not advocate. I'm not changing my mind in, in the sense of this is something I'm going to start doing. But now I, I didn't understand why women did that. Now I understand if it's laziness. I'm going to respect that laziness. I'm going to support the decision, but I'm not going to do it myself. No. Okay. I'm on board with that. Yeah. It's, it's, you it's, understand that you're just not on board with yeah, it. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it myself, but there I, we go. <laughs> now I get why. Okay. Another voicemail. Let's go. Follow ups, follow ups. You want a fucking follow up, you fucking bitch. Hi, mommy jeans. Uh, my name's Tori. I was just listening to the podcast that came out today with Chase and talking about sweet marital love and what happens to your children when you find out your parents are having it. Uh, I was in probably third or fourth grade. My parents are divorced now, but I was in third or fourth grade, and I walked in on them, and I cried hysterically. And they heard me crying, and they came in, and they kept trying to ask what was wrong. And I just said, I can't. It's too horrible. Yeah. I am now about to be 33 years old, and I am still deeply, deeply affected by this. I just felt like I needed to share this story on my way to work. Um, love you guys, and keep my eyes out. And you bet I'm coming up with that. <laughs> right. I mean, look, you're a grown adult, and it's still scars you so you know lock your doors i i don't want my kids seeing me bang i don't want to i don't want to know all right next next follow-up hey mommy jeans a long-time listener first-time caller i just wanted to weigh in on twins having twin peeners oh so i have two and a half year old twins yeah. and a little bit of backstory the oldest twin um he had an undescended testicle so now he only has one testicle However, his peen is significantly larger than his brother's. Now, my husband says that this is a blessing, and God was looking out for him, because there's going to come a time in his teen years where his brother is going to make fun of the fact that he only has one ball, and then he's going to be able to retort with, well, I have a bigger dick. So that's that's that. But no, it is not. They're not identical. so just answering that question for you. Wow. Love the show. Come up in May. Finally, just, uh, some closure on a question we've been asking for such a long time. Do identical twins have identical dicks? And the answer is no. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> real thought provokers, real, real questions, real issues on this show. <laughs> this is a scientific show. We're learning. Yeah. We're teaching. Yeah. Learning, teaching. God, let's do this kids in Japan TikTok. We've got a lot of business to catch up on, you guys. I'm big in Japan. Children in Japan walking to school by themselves was really shocking to me as an American, as there's definitely a lot of safety concerns in America, especially with children that young. So seeing them get around in a big city like Tokyo by themselves was definitely shocking. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I mean, how old are these kids? Maybe they're teeny tiny. They're like yeah. kindergartners, second graders, <laughs> like Ellis's age. Yeah. Imagine Ellis walking from home to to preschool. Nope. Mm-mm. You know what it is? I feel like America just probably has the biggest concentration of diddlers or something. Because I mean, all the parents here are super scared, and in every other country, they're like, "They're fine. I walk to school. I'm fine." 
Well, here's where here's where it can work. I mean, I don't know how old these children are. These children do look really, really. I'm I'm saying they look five or six. Yeah. Now the other day, I let Ellis kind of do something a little on his own, like he could go up. We were at a public place. I was like, yeah, go do that thing and come back. And he's he's got the awareness now. Yeah, he can do that. But like, I don't know, getting distracted by strangers or weird. Yeah. I th- there are too many predators. I'd be a, I'd be afraid. Yeah, I'd f- be afraid. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, because uh, this is it, we're constantly living in a time that's always been the safest time that the world has ever been in. Right, and, and I think it it's just worse. the news that's like, you yeah, know, if it yeah, bleeds, yeah. it leads, and so yeah. we're being tricked into thinking that we live in a much more dangerous society than we do. I know. And I think American media is what's doing it. And then everywhere else is just kind of keeping it real. I wonder. Yeah, I definitely think there's something to that, that I think the 90s really tapped into hysteria over molestation, especially, you know, like the McMartin preschool trial. There was a story that these children were being molested in a preschool. Jesus. Yeah, it was horrendous. And so that. You know, I think it turned out that they weren't or something like later they were interviewing. It was a long story, but it created a hysteria. And that's when they really found that they could sell (laughs) uh, abuse stories of children being abused, kidnapped, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I don't know how much of it is true and how much of it is being hyped. I don't know if Japan is truly maybe a safer system, maybe safer (sighs) overall. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just foreigners are able to like give less of a shit about how their <laughs> their kids no. turn up. Because I mean, like even know. didn't you have a story where you're like, oh yeah, we lived in the Night Stalker's neighborhood, yeah. and my dad didn't even close didn't the windows. Didn't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Night Stalker, <laughs> the summer of '84, I believe. Uh, the Night Stalker would climb into people's windows and like kill and sexually assault children people old people whoever yeah and and uh he would tag the saying was yellow houses by the freeway we lived in a yellow house by the freeway oh my god (laughs) in canoga park and i yeah i didn't give a shit like it wasn't even a thing yeah your dad's just like hey we're not turning the ac on you leave a window open (laughs) totally and also in Los Angeles, I took public transportation from the time I was 12. My parents let me take the bus uh, up and down Ventura Boulevard or whatever. But understanding that they came from a country. So my parents grew up in Hungary during communism. And the communists, the one positive side, I don't think there are many, is that this, the community was so safe because they rounded up any riffraff, any bullshit and threw you in a gulag. So the fear kept people on the straight and narrow. And my the way my dad talks about it, like, because he was like that, like he would take the, uh, you know, the public transportation systems in Budapest and he would walk everywhere as a child and go everywhere and hitchhike everywhere as a teenager because there's simply, it was safer and your community looked out for you. So for instance, if you were getting into some monkey business, the neighbor would go and tell your mom, like, hey, your kid's doing some fucking nonsense. You know, you better round, ra- ra- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Rain them in. Right. Or whatever. So the community itself was, in fact, safer because they were so locked down. So right. I don't know. Because, I mean, yeah. but there were more, like, I feel like every other country has always had the mentality of, like, oh, it takes a village to, you know, yeah. to create an adult, as opposed to over here where 
you know, I haven't known, like, since maybe when I lived with my parents, I knew the names of my neighbors, but after that, fucking, oh, I don't even talk to my neighbors. It. I had no idea who the hell they are, you know? No. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, in L.A.? To know. <laughs> yeah, that's so <laughs> weird. I do. I did as an adult. Like, when you start buying a house, like, when you buy a house, mm-hmm. that's different. Because mm. then people become invested in their neighborhood and their children, and right. especially when you start having kids, that that's different. But I think when you're renting, you're just like, who? I don't know. I don't know. No, yeah, my mom, like, I remember when my mom would come and visit me, like, she'd be like, hey, like, do you ever ask your neighbors to, like, cook, like, extra Pakistani food or wherever the fuck they're cooking? Like, like, it's like, what? No, why would I ever talk to them? (laughs) I don't don't want them knowing what I do. I don't want to know what they do. I just want to keep it private. I know. Well, I think it's, like I said, when you have kids, because our our neighbors are real friendly and um, my, our neighbor brought over cookies he baked for us the other day i was like what Ooh. and that's a for he's a pro, he's a chef like he's for a living that's pretty nice yeah i was like this is amazing well you know what actually what? in college and this lady was actually super smart because uh we lived in a college town so like every year like if they're if there's normal people living like in this area they try to make sure that they're friends with like their college student neighbors oh. so that if you throw ragers and shit like it's like <laughs> you don't have to like start Hey, man, can you keep it down? It's fucking four o'clock. I don't yeah. want to call any cops. Like, they could just text you and be like, hey, I got work tomorrow. And then you're like, oh, you know what? They bring me like pancakes and breakfast That's burritos true. every couple months. Why not, you know, treat them nice? That is so true. That's so true. Because when I didn't know my neighbors, yeah, and you're a kid partying, you're just a dick. You're like, I don't give a shit. I don't know you. Right. You're always like, fuck that person. And then they turn <laughs> into the person that brings you like pancakes like once a month. And you're like, oh, you know what? I'd love to get those pancakes again next month. <laughs> it's so true. You win people over just by being kind. So much easier. It's so much fucking easier. So that was interesting. I found that one on TikTok. Uh kids in japan just walking i i imagine you're so used to seeing it when you live in japan if you live there you're like oh that's a kid going to school why would i bother them why would i fuck with them why would right. i steal them <laughs> i mean it's like that in israel too you know oh, i bet like all, i remember all my cousins when they were growing up it was just like oh yeah i walked uh what did i walk like five kilometers which i don't know what kilometers. that is like fucking three miles i don't yeah. i don't know how long that is but <laughs> fuck a kilometer it'd be like they would take three buses and like yeah. the bike a short bike ride and it's like you're fucking doing a triathlon to get <laughs> to and from school i know i know i know i also would say like growing up at least when i was a kid taking the bus around here it felt it was safer ish yeah it wasn't la wasn't as crazy back then i don't know I don't know, dude. Probably was. We just didn't know it. There was like freeway shootings and shit back then. Right. People would just shoot you on the freeway. On the freeway? I do <laughs> not remember that. that. Oh, freeway shootings? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep. That was late 80s, early 90s. People would just get shot at on the freeway. <laughs> that was just the road rage phase? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was. It, people were so angry at being in traffic, they would just pull out guns and shoot people. <laughs> Wild. Wild. Yep, freeway shooting. Okay, let's do some Pajitsky effect. It's been a long time, and I can't wait to hear these. They're my favorite. Hey, Mommy, I am fully fucking talked. <laughs> I am having the biggest Pajitsky effect in the world right now. I just had to break out two jars of pasta sauce to cover the pasta that I cooked. Okay. But I could have just made half a box of pasta instead of pouring the whole fucking thing in. Oh. 
I live by myself. I don't need that much fucking pasta. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> Jitsky Effect only cooks as much pasta as you need. It's as dry. You, need. you can put it back in the cabinet. Yep. not going to go bad. Yeah. Keep it high and tight. Nadav, tell me you know that one already. Uh, yeah, but it did took me it, it took me a minute to figure yeah. it out. I watched my husband go through that when we first got married. He would dump in the whole thing of spaghetti and then throw it all, you know, it would end up getting in the trash. And I was like, babe, you know you can just put, you can just take what you need. And he's like, oh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, like in college, because you would do like the poor meals. And oh, like yeah. you just get like a, a 75 <laughs> box, a 75 cent box of whatever. Yeah. And then some sauce on it. And you're like, oh, great. I guess I'm eating fucking pasta all week. Yeah. And then like you'd hate it by day two, and but you'd still eat it. And then you would God. just like stay away from it for a couple months and you'd be like, oh, I think I got to have another pasta week. Oh, my God. I was so broke one time. I remember this one poor meal. I, I made pasta. I had nothing to put on no sauce, but I had Dijon mustard. What? And I had shaky cheese. No, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you put mustard on your nudes? <laughs> Dijon, and it had those nice balls, like really. Dijon doesn't spice it up; it's mustard. Yeah. Dijon, it hold was on, grey poupon. You're putting grey poupon on your noodles. Yeah, I just remembered it. Ugh. It wasn't that bad. Was that? What do you mean? It wasn't. I was desperate, and I put cheese on it too. <laughs> mustard and cheese. Yeah. This is the yeah. most disgusting fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> on your noodles. On my noodles, bro. Yeah, I was living in England. I was so broke and, and then hungry when did you learn you couldn't do that anymore <laughs> I, that was a one-time ordeal that was a one-time deal i was so broke and i was so hungry and yeah nothing was open it was like late so i was like i'll just fucking put mustard in my oh head. wait one-time deal like you just did that for one meal yeah oh okay all right that's yeah. forgivable that's Not a repeat offense yeah no. that's okay <laughs> jesus i thought you were just like yeah there was one summer i just had mustard pasta no. it's like what the fuck <laughs> that was one time that was one time no that was a, definitely one of my, my poor meals. All right, let's hear another one. That was funny, though. I, met, I missed that. I watched my husband do that pasta shit. Fucking idiots. Hey, Jeans. What's going on? Uh, just watching the uh, podcast right now, and I think I have a Pajitsky effect that oh. you might like. I live in a house that has one plunger in the whole house. <laughs> Never Fuck. thought to you know buy another plunger to have in multiple bathrooms. <laughs> Instead... If we needed it, we would bring it up <laughs> from the bathroom that it's in to where we need it yeah. to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty dumb stuff. But uh, <laughs> love the show. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yep. That, uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> guilty is charged. I think we had one plunger, too, for met, for years. I would say up until about two years ago, we had. We were a one plunger family as well. Yeah, because you're like Jesus. What? What? Who's gonna? What's our home a war zone? How many plungers do we need? You know, are we clogging toilets left and right? How much shit do we need to unplug? I know, I know. But then there would be like the moment because like all plungers, I think they have like that inner ring where you're like, is there water in there? Is it all dried out? It's so gross. And I remember because when I grew up, we were a one plunger household too, (laughs) and you would have to carry the plunger from one to another, and you'd be like, oh shit, is it gonna drip all over the carpet? Yes. Like you'd have to like, yes, it is. (laughs) Bring like toilet paper underneath. Like it was a whole (laughs) thing. It was a whole thing. So gross. So fucking gross. Yes. And then, the, yeah, it drips the dirty toilet water on your carpet, on uh, everything. Uh, uh, I just, I think one of the biggest lessons of being middle-aged is just to buy multiples of things you need, 
a lot of just just buy it just get more toilet paper i have so much toilet paper and i have lots of rolls everywhere just fucking put them out you can't have enough clean towels you can't have enough soap hand soap the bar soap just buy it just buy it okay yeah, just get a costco amount and you'll be just, good for like a year yeah that's right that's right homie just sign those checks in advance do, do it in a dog style just do it. Don't think about it. Just don't find I love how it. advanced you think some of these techniques are. I post-dating checks what? Bro, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. I never heard of such a thing. I'm raised by animals. But I mean, I have to, uh, like I am no too, clue. you know. <laughs> but see, you realize what these Pajitsky effects are. This is I was raised by two savages who taught me nothing about life. Nothing about li- living a good life, I should say. Like a comfortable happy life so i'm learning all this stuff now as an adult like how to make your life joyful better happier easier all these things i'm learning i mean i did learn God. that post dating check technique from a white american friend of yeah mine. See? you know i didn't learn that from my parents of course <laughs> not white american people think like that exactly because they're not in survival mode all right let's do another voicemail i love this Hey, Mommy Jeans. This is Raina from Winnipeg, Canada, and I have a Pajitsky effect for you. So, as I'm ripping my hair out from a messy bun on top of my head in order to save (laughs) the elastic band, I thought, hey, you know what I can do? I can just cut off this one-cent hair tie and then just get another one next time I need it. So instead of ruining my hair, ripping it out, I'll just get a new one. See, I can afford these things these days. When I was a kid growing up, there are three girls in my family, and we couldn't find hair ties to save our life. So that's my Pajitsky effect. Cut those little fuckers out of your hair. I also use it for my little girls. If I have their hair in little pigtails or little buns, I cut that shit out so I'm not ripping their hair from the roots. Anyways, take it easy. Live life 365. 365. Thanks, Mommy. Coming up in May. Yeah. Yes. You can afford <laughs> You can afford hair ties. I just realized that as well. Um, and now I have so many and I, you know what? You can put them next to your bed. You can put them in the car. You can put them in the drawer in your bathroom and yeah, you can rebuy them and you can, you can forget them. You can just take them out of your hair and throw them away because you can rebuy them on Amazon. You know, I just had a pretty similar Pajitsky effect <laughs> you did. with Tupperware. Oh, Tupperware, yeah. Because, I mean, just like we talked about, like, doing the (laughs) pasta meal that you would just wait to go bad in your fridge, you then visually mark that Tupperware. It's just like, oh, no, I let something go bad in there. I should avoid that Tupperware for a while. (laughs) Yeah. And then, then, like, you put one with red sauce in it, and you're just like, oh, yeah, that one has the red stain (laughs) on the bottom of it that's never going to go away. (laughs) And then you realize, you're like... What the fuck? Is, I mean, this fucking 20 pack of Tupperware costs 10 bucks, five bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, it's on, on Amazon even cheaper. Like, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's nothing. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, yeah, you don't you don't need to have like a weird taste in certain Tupperwares. Anymore. I know. Um, I forget. Was it we were moving and <laughs> I think it was Tom that took a picture of our Tupperware and he's like, do you think we can replace these? It was totally red stained. <laughs> 
like missing lids. Like at this point, I'm putting like aluminum foil right. over the Tupperware. Top. All the lids are warped to the point where nothing fits anything anymore. It's just kind of you put the lid yeah. on it and then a rubber band to keep it all together. Yeah, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So dumb. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. Yeah. yeah. I can just fucking You're like, buy but more. What if another Holocaust happens in between now and when I actually go and buy more Tupperware? Then I won't have Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> We're such rats. See? This is what I'm talking yeah. about. It's living like fucking rats. Like, what is wrong? This is just immigrant upbringing. Okay, let's do another one. They're so much fun. Hi, Christina. <laughs> this is Katie from Seattle. Hi, Katie. I have a Pajitsky effect for you. I... Didn't even realize it was a thing recently, but I kept having to clean the forks because we only have three. And then I realized you can buy more forks. So that made me feel pretty smart. All right. Keep them high and tight. Love you. Yeah. How many times have you done that one? You know, I you know you've done it. Well, what I would do is that, because I would always inherit <sighs> silverware. Yes, of so course. So I'd have my favorite forks that I'd always go to first, and then yeah. I'd be upset that I only had <laughs> shitty forks yeah, left yeah. over. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could just get more of the forks that I like. Yeah, you can buy all the stuff you like. I discovered that two years ago. Yeah. I'm 33. 32? <laughs> or, okay, there's a spoon in my spoon, like my utensils drawer that is like a, you ever have like a rogue piece of silverware like you don't know where it came from maybe it's a restaurant yeah i remember i remember i was at a restaurant where i really liked their forks i'm like i'm stealing this yeah and then that would became my favorite fork yeah yeah well we have a rogue spoon in our house i don't know where it came from i don't know if somebody came over and left it and it's the worst fork like it's the quality's bad it's real thin. One of the prongs is bent back yeah. a little, so it kind of fucks your teeth. Oh, up sorry. You it. <laughs> it's a spoon. It's not a fork. I'm sorry. Oh, oh my bad. It's bad. a spoon, yeah. And But I like it because it's a soup-sized spoon. It's it's a biggie, and I don't have anything else shaped like that. Yeah, it, it contains a lot of liquid. It could hold a lot of liquid. Right. But I could just buy like a nice spoon, because this thing is such a piece of shit, and it's also got like a, a groove in it, you know, when like a spoon gets melted and there, it's like a rough patch, so when you you use it, it cuts your lip. <laughs> and I still use it. I'm like, there's my there's my soup spoon, and I use it all the time. I'm like, you're like, oh yeah, that's this one. Got it. That's my soup spoon. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. I'm such a retard. And then when you're God. using a spoon, like your non-soup spoon for me? soup, you start getting uh, a little anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh no, but then. I don't know when I'm going to have soup again, and then that spoon will go unused yeah. for a minute. <laughs> what am I going to do? Next time I want soup, I won't have the spoon. <laughs> yeah, the dumbest thoughts. The dumbest <laughs> It's so dumb. <laughs> it's anxiety about nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to my shrink about moving, and I was like, you know, oddly, I don't have anxiety about moving, and I'm having anxiety about not having anxiety about moving. <laughs> Boy, can I relate to that. (laughs) Like, why aren't I super anxious? (laughs) Why am I content with everything? What's wrong? (laughs) That's normal, right? Where you're like, wait, I'm not anxious and angry and fucked up. Something's got to be wrong here. (laughs) I I think, yeah, I think it comes from having like a semi-traumatic upbringing where you're like, nothing feels bad. What's wrong? 
Yeah, I think that's that's it. Like I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. So I'm like, but I'm okay. I'm a, actually I don't mind. It's an adventure. I don't mind being displaced temporarily. I don't mind. It's okay. And I'm like, why aren't I full of anxiety all the time? Oh no. Yeah. Anyway, that's normal. No. Yeah. It's like, and then when you tell it to your therapist, they're <laughs> like, "Well, you see, what we've been doing here for the last few years is building tools for this situation, exact <laughs> right. specifically." Right. <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, it's because I've been working on my problems. That's why I don't feel anxiety." <laughs> <laughs> but I can actually see my in my therapist's face the look of like, "Oh, this is a regression." Okay. Like when I do that. I'm anxious about not being anxious. Her disappointment is palpable. I'm like, oh, okay, I just fucking... Okay, good. I still need to be here. Good. Just making sure. <laughs> just checking. Ah. Cool. We're not done yet. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> still fucked up. All right. Good. <laughs> All right. Let's do more. These are... So... I could... I fucking love these. These make me so happy. Hey, Mommy. This is Amy in Texas. Growing up, we lived in the middle of nowhere... Uh, we had well water, mm. and we only had bathtubs, no showers. Ugh. And I just recently realized at 36 years old that I can take a shower every day if I want to. I don't have to <laughs> wait every 48 hours. I can wash my hair every day. Yeah. I can take a shower in the morning yeah. and then turn around and take one at night, too, because I'm an adult. <laughs> and that's my consensus key effect. I love you. Yeah. You know what I do, even? Is what I you guys know I have a strict I do a strict r- routine I wake up I drink coffee I have to shit before my entire day begins if I don't shit it's mm. like it's like off right sure so here's what I do because I don't like to put on my uh, exercise clothes after having just take a squirrely shit it's just gross so I take a shit I do bidet I shower put on my workout clothes workout and then shower again what. Who's a spoiled bitch? Yeah. Who who deserves two showers? Me. This two, guy. Wait, but like two yeah. back-to-back showers like in yes. the first half of the day? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it so fucking quick. But here's the thing. Why do you need a shower before working out? <sighs> okay, so I take a shit, right? And then I run the bidet. But then I sometimes I'm like, I don't I don't feel clean. Like I want to I want to feel clean before I exercise. The, the bidet doesn't do it? I don't think so. I want to get soap in there. I want like a soap clean, not just a bidet clean. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like a cleaner clean. Oh, but that's because you like to sleep hot. You like to sweat when you sleep. Yeah. Though, right? Yeah. Okay. This is making sense. I'm a hot sleeper. You're a hot sleeper. Sure. <laughs> right. I love a good sweat when I sleep. Which is so insane. To me. <laughs> uh, so nothing crazy. better. It's like I'm getting out all that, the impurities, you know, I'm like, oh. So that's why you need oh, a shower right when you wake pro- up. It's because it's because you've been working out. <laughs> <laughs> you've been in the sauna all night. Probably, probably, yeah. Feels good. I, I just like I don't like to be dirty. I'm like, ugh. So wait, so so you've been doing these back to back morning showers. Yeah. Uh, is is this a new thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, had- at, at what age did you realize that you? deserve to be able to take a shower this year want. quarantine wow yeah because i i was getting i remember like oh because here's what happened i would wake up i would shit and then i would be like well i'm gonna wait until I, i'm gonna wait an hour to work out. i'm gonna wait two hours and then it would be like 10 or 11 by the time i go to work out and then by then i've got like the funk of a day and a half on me so then i was like what if i just like hose myself off before i put on my stuff and then go for a walk 
And then I was like, I like how this feels to go into workout clothes clean. And then I just started a habit. Like, it's probably just an OCD at this point, but I like it. It feels good. Hey, you know what? If it's dumb and it works, it's not stupid. (laughs) (laughs) If it's dumb and it works, it's not stupid. That's Nadav's quote of the episode. Yeah. If it's dumb and it works, if it's if it's stupid and sorry, my bad, I mixed it up. How does it go? If it's stupid, I shouldn't have used stupid and dumb. It's the same. But I like that. If it's dumb and it's if it's dumb and it works, it's not stupid. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's fucking dumb. (laughs) But I feel like we should have a Nadav calendar with all your sayings on it. That's definitely not enough months in the year, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That could be January. No, April for April Fool's Day. Like it's if it's dumb and it works, it's not stupid. If it's dumb and it works, <laughs> you, you you could be dumber, you know. <laughs> <sighs> okay, one more, one more, and then I'll do what would Christina P do? We haven't done that in a long time. Hey, mommy, I just had a Pachinski effect that I just had to share. Oh. Did you know that you can throw a hoodie or a blanket in the dryer to warm it up, and you don't have to go through an entire wash cycle no hope this helps keep my hands tight jeans i mean oh boy is right you know what's funny (sighs) is that i totally get this wow and i did it when i was a kid but like wow not whenever i wanted i just knew whenever my mom did the laundry it's like ooh, we're getting some warm clothes in a second and i'd always ask my mom when the laundry was done and she'd wow. tell me, and then I'd just like, quick, give me fresh underwear, fresh socks, fresh shirt. And then I'd put that shit on, and then it'd be just warm and toasty. But Nadav, you can do that anytime you want. Uh-uh. I could only do it when my mom has the dryer <laughs> and it's almost done. That's the only time I could have warm clothes. <laughs> of course. You don't deserve it any other time. You have to be locked in the same stupid way of thinking forever. Yep. Yep. He's going to keep doing stuff the same way. <laughs> Even though you don't like it, just keep doing it the same way. <laughs> I just like my routines. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love these so much. It really is just about about the realization that you can do things differently. If you if it's not working for you and you don't enjoy something, <laughs> just do something else. That's all you got to do. Right. Do something different. It's That's wild. all you got to do. It's like, yeah, I've hated my toothpaste forever. Forever. (laughs) Forever. It's just like, oh, yeah, I could just get, I could get one that I like better. (laughs) (sighs) They're so great. And and I really think everybody does this, like, to some extent. Like, even my husband, who has a pretty good sense of self-care, I've watched him do shit where I'm like, you know, you can just fucking, you know, do that in the shower or, you know. You just don't think of these things. These are little things in life that mean so much. They're just... Mother of fucks. Okay. <sighs> Let's go into this. Let's do what would Christina P do? I, I got to get to some of these. These are just so far behind. Okay. You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P do? Okay. You know, apropos, we keep talking about conception. So let's just bang this one out of the way. My fiance and I have decided to start trying for a baby jeans. I'll be 30 in July. So I'm no spring chicken and I'm pretty nervous about whether or not I will be able to conceive. When you decided to get nutted in, <laughs> did you change anything about your lifestyle slash diet to help you conceive? I'm specifically 
wondering if you stop drinking caffeine or coffee while trying to conceive. Piss on me. Beat me uh, with love. Ashley. Okay, so 30 is not that old. Okay. 30 is still spring chicken. I didn't start trying until 35. And then I had my first kid at 38 and the second one like right before 40 or at 40. So you're still very, very young. And not only that, hey, sometimes fertility is a weird thing. You can be 20 and still have trouble conceiving. So don't let don't let the age thing get in your head too much. So when I decided to get none in, did I change anything about your lifestyle diet to help me to help me conceive? No, I did not. In fact, I would argue that I mean, with the first kid, uh, I got even unhealthier because of the anxiety around fertility and conception and conceiving a child. It's it's really anxiety provoking, as my shrink would say, anxiety provoking, because uh, it, there's lots of ups and downs. It can be a roller coaster. So if anything, I gained weight because I was drinking every night and eating unhealthily. And I actually think that drinking wine and relaxing is what's going to help it happen more so than trying to be hyper healthy and, and hyper you know, conscientious. Now I did not stop drinking coffee while trying to conceive, nor did I stop drinking coffee while I was pregnant. Uh, the guidelines say you can drink one cup a day while you're pregnant. And I did every morning, even though first trimester, I didn't really feel like it so much because of the nausea. I was not really into it, but by second trimester, I would drink, I wouldn't even finish it. I didn't really feel it, feel good drinking caffeine so much. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't put so much emphasis on that. The only thing I would suggest, which I wish someone had told me with my first one, actually I'm sure that I read it somewhere and completely ignored the advice, um, is to try to get your weight in a good place before you get pregnant. Try to get, if you're gonna, you know, try to get your exercise routines down before you get pregnant. So before you're trying to conceive. So even now, start exercising now if you don't have something going. It's going to help your pregnancy so much if you're in good shape going into it. You don't want to be 20 pounds overweight before you conceive and then, you know, now your pregnancy weight is just out of control, which is what happened to me. Uh, so by right. the second pregnancy, I learned my lessons. So Oof. you want to you want to have like good routines going into it. Yeah. Because if you have bad routines and they just get out of the spin out white works her well what happens is you're so let's say you're heavy already you're going to gain weight naturally just being pregnant so you don't want to start at a deficit you don't want to start super chunky and then is the whole working out thing because i imagine you're probably trying to get like a strong core to help with everything huge so when when do you stop working out when you're pregnant so you can i was doing pilates on my second pregnancy uh almost up until i gave birth to julian i don't i mean that's I said I, I probably had to stop like a week before I gave birth because I Jesus. was in pain. Yeah. I mean, I'm not working out at nine months. Absolutely. Oh, you better believe it. There are bitches uh, who are lifting weights and running and doing everything. Nine months pregnant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is and, it running like the, the hopping is bad for this? I mean, if you're a runner before you get pregnant, they say that it's fine to continue being a jogger. Now, I'm not a medical doctor, so do not look this up, ask your doctor. But from what I hear, if you have the routine established and you're pregnant, you can continue the routine. Now, the problem is once you get pregnant, you can't like start some crazy athletic routine. Okay. So gotcha. that's why it's important to start, start with a routine that's, mm. and then you're maintaining. Don't start new shit when you're pregnant. You can't, you really can't. It's good not advice. good. Uh, you can, you can start like lightly swimming or light walking, but if you want to get into marathon running, five months pregnant it's not gonna happen so there you go and i would say and i know everybody says this relax it's really hard to because there's so much anxiety around it um 
But yeah, try to enjoy the process and monitor when you're ovulating. That's the biggest, 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 biggest. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's go into this sleeping. Oh my gosh, need, need some marriage help. My husband is in the military and goes to bed super early. I'm a night owl, always have been, and we end up going to bed at vastly different times. I also go to bed watching TV and usually with a light on. I grew up being babysat by the TV and I'm used to it now. And he needs silence and complete darkness. I've ended up sleeping on the couch most nights, but I feel sad that we're not in the same bed. And he drops hints about me abandoning him in jest, but I know he feels it too. We started a cuddle time where I come to bed and we giggle and cuddle and I lay with him for a while, but I can't fall asleep. Then I end up going to the living room to watch TV and sleep. Any tips on how to fix this? Better believe I'm coming up in May. Bean. Oh, this is sad. Yeah, I, you know, my father, bless his heart. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, the one good piece of relationship advice he always had for me was you have to sleep next to each other. Once you start sleeping apart, the marriage is over. And that's what prompted my husband to get a snore guard because <laughs> I was sleeping on the couch and it does put a rift uh, in the relationship. So your husband's in the military. It sounds like he doesn't have the option to stay up late. From what you tell me, you might have the option to not stay up late. And I know you're saying that your body clock is such that, you know, da, 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 da. I might suggest trying to adjust your body clock ever so slightly to maybe wake up with him in the morning, have breakfast with him, start his day with him. And then if you can go back to sleep. But if you want to fix the marriage, you got to spend time together and one of you is going to have to switch things up. He's in the military. I doubt he's going to be able to switch his life up. What do you think? That's great advice. Yeah? Yeah, because it's um, like military people, they're all about structure. you know. Yeah. And if he's still in the military, it's not just like, oh, yeah, babe, let me see if I could not go into work yeah, it's in not the gonna happen. Yeah, so it's, I mean, he could definitely like uh, 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 get used to sleeping with the TV on. Like you could yeah. get one of those sleeping masks for him, some earplugs. Yep. Like there's, he could compromise in that way. And then you, I mean, just have like a glass of wine a little earlier than you normally would. And, you know, it'll get you all sleepy and stuff. Yeah. And I will say too, I was never a morning person my entire life until I had children and they forced you to become morning people. Um, so after just being conditioned, like, trust me, once you get your ass woken up at 530 in the morning enough times, you're going to fall asleep at nine. <laughs> okay. I fall asleep at nine yeah. now. And I never did in my life before. Homie, you get on that schedule within a week. Yeah. Like I was staying with, uh, with my sister and she has a three-year-old and a five-year-old. Oh, yeah. And same. it's like, I was there for a weekend and for a full two weeks after that, I was waking up at 6am every yeah. morning. Like it doesn't take that much practice to like change when you wake up normally. Yeah, exactly. So I would say it's worth your husband and your your marriage because spending time together is is paramount. It's it's what makes it all go down. Okay. Oh, this one. I just gave birth to my baby boy, Johnny, April 14th. Congratulations. Just wanted to get your take on breastfeeding. I'm having chest pain, quite literally. Johnny just doesn't latch right and it's super painful. Also, pumping is so time consuming and impossible to get on schedule when he's occupying all my time as it is and I'm not producing much milk. When I do get a chance to pump, okay, and my breasts hurt so badly if I go too long without pumping. I just hate everything about it. Johnny also has a dairy intolerance, and I had to give up dairy in my diet, which sucks because I love cheese. Also, I want a damn beer without feeling guilty. If you breastfed, how long did you last? Should I feel guilty about going the formula route? Thanks, mommy. An unhappy big-titted monster, Ashley. Ashley, 
I'm going to tell you what a great pediatrician told me. This wonderful woman I saw when I first, uh, when I had Ellis. <sighs> I, you know, okay, how long did I last personally? Fuck, the first kid about five months, the second one about six. And the guidelines are to go a year. That's what they want you to do. I personally was not one of those women that, I, I loved breastfeeding when it worked. It was amazing and beautiful and so, so special and bonding. Um, however, it's really a commitment. It's really time consuming and really difficult to maintain. You're right. It sucks. Um, and anyway, like I said, this pediatrician gave me the best, the best words she ever said to me. Cause I was complaining to her similarly, the way you're complaining to me, like, I just don't make enough milk. I don't like pumping. I da 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 da. And she put her hand on my shoulder. This is Dr. Anissa Grinberg. Shout out. Uh, Beverly Hills. Great doctor, pediatrician. She puts her hand on my shoulder and she goes, Christina, if you want permission to stop breastfeeding, you have my permission. So Ashley, I give you permission <laughs> to stop breastfeeding. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. I don't think your child will be any wiser. Uh, I, from what I hear, kids grow up bottle fed or just fine. They turn out just fine. Uh, now, you know, go ahead. You, should I feel guilty? No. Oh, actually, I take that back. Should you feel guilty? Yes. Society will make you feel guilty, actually. The mom police, uh, mom message, mommy boards will make you feel guilty. The culture will make you feel guilty about not wanting to do it and not doing it well enough and not doing it long enough and not doing it perfectly. Da, 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 da. Keep this in mind, Ashley. In the 1950s, it was thought that formula feeding was the healthiest thing you could do for your child. So put that in perspective. With time comes a change in thinking and a change in science and a change in social norms, okay? So what was cool a decade, 20 years ago is not cool today, blah, blah, blah. It's all going to fucking change all over again, okay? When I was growing up, the Jolly Jumper was the shit. You put your kid in it, they jump up and down. And they have the best time in their lives. Now it's the most evil toy. It's dangerous. Oh my God, I can't. So fuck it, you know, do it. Do what you're going to do. Do what works for you. There's no need to stress yourself out. Have a fucking beer. Enjoy your baby. Do what you ever can, whatever you can to enjoy your child the best way you can. There you go. And that's it, you guys. Speaking of children, I got to go home to mine. Um, we've traveled with them and I'm sure I, I want to see them. I miss my little boo-boos. I, I hate being away from them. Please email me where my mom's at at gmail.com. Call me 213-375-5184. Send me your advice questions, your Pajitsky effects, your mom hacks, or any follow-ups that you may have any questions for me. I will try to answer them. Subscribe to the show on YouTube. Why? Because you'll get notified every time a new episode drops. You won't have to hunt for it. It'll just show up. Talk about a Pajitsky effect, right? It'll just show up in your notifications. Hey, new episode, bitch. Okay. All right, I you love mean you. I could get notified about this? Oh, I thought that was a drop. That was so good. I was like, where's that from? That was talent. Holy shit. Oh, you thank got you. Me. Thank you. Yeah, if it's dumb and it's, and it works, it's not stupid, right? It's not. That's right. It's dumb. Dumb stuff isn't stupid. It works. All right. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at?